Welcome to the post up. This is your new weekly NBA show from the Gold Boys Sports Network, where three friends cover everything from the association. Welcome to the real first episode. Apologies <laughs> for last week's episode. My, uh, that's my dipshit ass self fucking up the audio. That's why it sounded weird. That's a hundred percent on Mike Willis. Shout out to producer Alex for hooking up the edits there. Fixed uh, last episode as best he could. Still sounded grainy. Dylan sounded great. Dolan sounded okay. I sounded terrible because I was sitting in front of my computer, which was having a fucking meltdown. So let's redo those introductions. What do you say, boys? Do it. Sounds like a plan. First off, a man who trusts a process that has never gotten him out of the Eastern Conference or even to an Eastern Conference finals. You know him as Ryan Props. I know him as Dolan. What's up, dude? What is going on, boys? Episode two. Let's get going. Yeah, you ain't get take two. Yeah, hilariously, last week uh, when we got done with the first episode, the very first thing I said was, "I think that's going to sound like shit." Actually, got faith it's going to sound good. And Dolan goes, "Want to redo it?" And the next man said, "Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely Can't do not. it. Got to work tomorrow." <laughs> it was like eleven thirty at night. He goes, "Nope, got to work tomorrow." <laughs> he is a diehard Celtics fan who is also Troy Bolton's biggest fan. <laughs> You can find him on Twitter at DillBond00. Dylan, what's up? What up? What up? What up? Finally, the guy who fucked up the first episode. My name is Michael Willis at Carefree Willis on Twitter. Completely my fault. My fault, my fault to all the listeners out there. Apologize for that. But we had quite a bit of listens last week, boys. I appreciate every single one of you out there that listened to last week's episode. That's pretty awesome, huh, fellas? That's that's extremely hype that anybody's tuning in. Yeah, yeah, except they all tuned in to listen to the white noise back behind Michael's voice. Yeah. But nonetheless, <laughs> it means a lot to us. Uh, we have a lot of fun doing this, so um, it's even more fun if you guys tag along. So appreciate everybody that for, listened. And for, let's keep building. Absolutely. For sure. You ain't kidding, dude. What is absolutely worse than my podcast running NBA fishing, boys. You guys see what? Uh, Do you see what Ricky, uh, Ricky, Rudy Gobert said today about the uh, about the officiating officiating from the other day? I did not actually. Did you, I, I did didn't not. Really. I saw I saw Minnesota's coach said something, but I didn't see. Uh, I didn't see Rudy said something. Rudy went in on the uh, officiating for the past week, talking about how like uh, it's like rigged for the Celtics and everybody to get in. <laughs> um, he calls he, he he literally said it's bullshit in an interview. I'm trying to find this thing now. Yeah, this is this is and I quote, it's bullshit, it's bullshit, it's not fair, it's really not fair. Every night I've been in this league for 10 years and I try to always give the benefit of the doubt, but it's hard for me to think that they're not trying to help them win tonight. It's hard for me to think that they didn't try to help the Warriors win the other night or Sacramento or the Sacramento Kings win the other night. It's just obvious now. He goes on to absolutely bury the referees. I'm actually surprised you guys don't. I'm surprised you did not see it. No, I I remember it. I saw a a quote of it. So, yeah, I did see it. I didn't pay it too much mind at the time, but uh, these these are pretty big allegations, actually. Massive. I mean, that is a uh, that is a bold ass fucking statement to uh, say in a press conference there, especially uh, he's not wrong, though. I mean, I don't think officiating has been good all year long. And we're about to tune into like the biggest portion of the NBA season coming into that playoffs times. Can't be having shit officiating. Can't happen. Yeah, for sure. Uh, who was it last week? Might have been Trey Young, who he, he just yeah. threw the ball to the ref. Now he threw it. I mean, 
to the ref's credit, he threw it fairly aggressively, but like, dude, man up, dude, you, you can take a quick chest pass. Like it's not that big of a deal. Um, and then it kind of reminds me a quick flip to baseball. I don't know if you guys saw the the umpire that threw uh, JT, JT Real Muto Muto. out of the game. Uh, <laughs> he held his glove out for the ball, but he thought that the ump was going to throw the ball to the pitcher. So he pulled his glove away, ump threw the ball at the ground, and then uh, ump was pissed at Real Muto for pulling the glove away and tossed him. So, yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter what sports you peek into. Uh, you're going to see some shitty officiating. And I think NBA is like... Uh, yeah, they're probably the worst of the worst. Used to be the NFL, but now it seems like it's the uh, the NBA the past this past season at least, right, Dylan? Right. I mean, it, it kind of reminds me of the lockout year, or the was it not the lockout year? The um, the year where the you remember the Detroit Hail Mary touchdown at the end, Detroit. All right, that'd be the end of the show, boys. We're logging off now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I know exactly what you're talking about. Dude. That's all face mask, non face mask. Yeah, nonsense. that whole that whole thing with the Packers Lions. But uh, I think um, you know, I'm gonna throw a little defense at the refs right here. One of my pet peeves is is when teams complain about the free throw differential, and then but like for example, last night Minnesota shot 15 more threes than the Suns did. 35 to 20. Like they're going to shoot more free throws if they're driving in the paint. That just, that's, that's a fact. It is what it is. Cause yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I, and the reason why, I mean, I say that is because it's been a situation with the Celtics too, because Joe Missoula swears by shooting as many three pointers as possible. But when you shoot as many three pointers, you lose a free throw battle. So it's like, and then you can give up longer rebounds and everything. But that's a different conversation. But I think that when it comes to like the free throw argument, like, cause I think it was 27 to 12, I think was the differential between them two. But then you throw fifteen more three pointers in the mix. I think that, uh, like, if they if they would have driven the paint more, they would have got more free throws than there. But there's yeah, still just, some bad. It's calls a weird, too. yeah, it's a weird time right now. Like I said, can't be having shit officiating, especially when we're what two weeks away from the end of the season, going into the playoffs here. Big, big, big playoffs coming up. I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting the final couple of weeks of the season and what we see into this playoffs going forward. No doubt. What the refs can't, uh, you know. You know, decide the outcome on is this MVP race? Let's get into that, fellas. We had at the weekend we had Giannis and Jokic battle it out. This we we record this on a Thursday night. This drops on a Friday. We're going to tune back all the way to Saturday. Uh, Bucks and Nuggets. It felt like the Bucks were uh, taking this one forward and uh, really going to win this game. But Denver comes all the way back. Jokic stamps down and uh, solid game, huh, fellas? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it. I think uh, my tune has changed ever so slightly over the past week. Last week, I was pretty passionate to say, you know, Embiid, and here's why. This week, I think that the door was left open. Obviously, I'm, sh- uh, you know, there's no no doubt we're gonna get into. I believe Monday and Joel sitting out. Um, oh, I wasn't. We were. We actually were gonna skip yeah, right yeah, over. Yeah, it, yeah I'm we sure we were. I no, bet we you, were. What are you What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. So, I mean, if anything, maybe the door is a little bit more left open than it was last week. I remember saying uh, Philly was a half game better than Denver and they had a better record at the time. And I was going to take that. Uh, I, I don't have that anymore, uh, that luxury anymore, because Philly actually got pretty cold. I think they had a one in three week. Um, I don't know, man. It's it's it, it feels a little bit more open than when we did this show 168 hours ago. You ain't, you ain't kidding. Dylan, did that uh, did that Giannis and Jokic game, at, you know, meant your spot with Giannis winning MVP, or did Jokic really come back and uh, take that one for you? I mean, I think uh, Jokic, I mean, he really took over the game on another level, and then Giannis's performance tonight, um, 
against the true MVP and Jason Tatum. Oh, um, all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, I mean, I think that uh, to me, like I said last week, I said Giannis is my vote, and now I'm changing my vote to Jokic. So it's crazy how it changes week per week. But um, interesting. Yeah. Way, I wish Jokic played tonight. I saw that he's not playing, but yeah, just yeah. I think I th- also another thing, especially it puts on a big, um, a big thing is to me with the voting this year, a big part needs to be with games played. I think you need to be reliable, especially with not trying to poke you, Dolan, but with Embiid missing. I think that. <clears throat> like that that's a game that has been marked on the calendar from for nba fans for months and it ruined it literally ruined it and it's uh i think you gotta you gotta go out there and play every night to win mvp in my opinion but then joe well, misses tonight so yeah i mean i think they're all fairly close to games missed so i think this I think year it'll seven. matter a little bit less um joe kick it has the least amount i think giannis may even have more missed games than Embiid, but don't quote me on that um i, I think, think it's, it's pretty damn game. close yeah it's yeah close. i think it's really close so um, I don't know. I think we can maybe not necessarily toss that out the window this year, but this year we're all, we're dealing with kind of the same thing with all three of our candidates. So, um, I actually don't Four. pay that too, Tatum. too much mind. Shut up. <laughs> Shut the Tatum's fuck. Got Tatum's played the most games, by the way, if you're wondering. Just Tatum's played Nobody gives a shit. What we do give a shit about is that <laughs> the, the, that was a good game on Saturday last week. The Nuggets really, uh, you know, Jokic really put a stamp on what we felt was the, was a leading up to a solid Monday. I put this out on the show's Twitter at uh, the post up boys on Twitter. Go follow us out over there. But I put this up on the Twitter the NBA's got a serious problem of the of the regular season not having meaningful games. And this was like the one one of the top games of the season that everybody had circled of Jokic and Embiid, the two MVP favorites battling it out. And Dolan, I'll let you take it away, man. Bitch made sat out. Unbelievable. Oh, I, I don't even know what to say. Uh I mean I don't want to overreact. One thing that I've watched for many, many years is we get to the playoffs. Joel Embiid gets hurt every year. If if we go to the playoffs and he doesn't get hurt, win you know win or lose, um, you know that's some form of a win because at least we stood a, a chance last year. He had the uh, maybe it was a fractured orbital, some uh, something in his face, and then he also had a torn uh, ulnar collateral ligament in his thumb as well. Um, I mean, the, the past couple of years, it's just injury after injury come postseason time. So uh, if if we can keep them healthy in the postseason, that game technically means nothing to me in the long run. Uh, but when I heard the news Monday, you know, I was pissed. Yeah, I think what was it like two o'clock or something like that? You text in the group chat and you're like, and beads out. And we and we were just like taking all. I remember actually I was in the using the bathroom in the using the urinal nice. when I read the text message. I remember where it was. But um, I remember because the game was at 930. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm staying up late tonight. going to be up till 1030, 1130 to watch majority of this game. <laughs> Look yeah, at <Dad>. you. <laughs> yeah. But um, I, I mean, it was super disappointing. Like, I mean, I went at went a little bit uh, a second ago, but it's just a, a game that us as fans have been had marked on the calendar for months now seeing that and then uh, wanted to see him battle it out. And they, they didn't. So, um, I you know, I was yeah, curious. Sorry, Michael. Do you? I'm curious. Do you know who makes that decision whether they're going to play? Is it like a coaching staff? Is it a trainer? Is it the player? Or is it a combination? So this one's interesting because uh, in a press conference, I don't remember if it was Saturday, Sunday, Friday, uh, prior to that game, and Bede mentioned, "Hey, I'm going to need to miss a game soon between all the minutes I'm playing, dealing with a calf issue." 
or uh, a baby cow as I think you called baby it, cow. Dylan. Baby yeah, cow well, issue. Yeah, baby cow um, issue. That'll do it. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it kind of seemed like weird timing for him to say that comment and then he misses the ensuing game. So it kind of left me to wonder if he had a little say in that. But at the same time, I almost, uh, I, I have a hard time believing that a player would, you know, speak up and sitting out a game of that magnitude, especially a guy like Joel. I mean, he's pretty fiery. So um, he's pretty passionate. I know he wants that MVP no matter what's, what he says. But um, I, I, I don't think that was Joel's decision, but it, was really interesting timing because he just had a press conference saying I'm going to probably need to sit out some time. It's weird though, right? Like it, it, I don't feel like I, I don't, as much as I want to say Joel's a bitch and sat out on his own. I, I, I think it was a, it was a team call, but if it, it was, why, why not sit him out against, I think you played Phoenix the game before, right? Like why not sit him out then? Oh, you that's, know, this, that's a, that's a nothing game. You know what I'm saying? Like you guys had, should have had enough at that time. Yep. I don't know. It's such a such a weird one, man. I feel like the NBA couldn't have uh, been happy about that. We don't need to spend a whole hell of a lot of time on it. We just wanted to have a moment to pick on Dolan real quick because Naturally. got got to take it when you can. Let's move on to that East, though. We'll stay with the 76ers. Dolan said something pretty interesting there that he's watched the Sixers kind of uh, Joel Embiid get hurt in the playoffs, and I think that's what they're ramping up for. How, how confident are you in these 76ers right now? Where are they sitting now on this Thursday, what, March 30th? Where do you think this this team is really going to go in, in terms of this playoffs? And there's three in the East. Like we're going to talk about this in a little bit. There's three teams in the East. Yeah, uh, is Philly the worst? Where are they ranked out in those three? And then can, are we looking at a possible upset first round for the 76ers? Um, so uh, pretty loaded question. Let's break it down a little bit piece by piece. So as far as the most recent question, I don't necessarily think so. I think. Uh, I think they're a pretty damn good team. They they control the pace of the game pretty well. Their defense is really good. I think we have the best three-point shooting percentage of anybody in the league as a team, uh, which is a good stat. So um, I think we have a good formula to take out, you know, this whatever team we end up facing in the first round. Um, once we get past that, I've never really seen the Sixers have too much success. And at the end of the day, when I stare over at that bench, we still have that hoarse voice asshole uh sorry uh we still excuse me, we still have doc rivers as, as the head coach so i <laughs> got it i have faith in the guys that are on the floor actually i really do um i wish we had more help uh you know we basically have three guys that can score and that is pretty much it george's niang will hit a couple threes off the bench here and there uh, mcdaniels is okay for 10 12 minutes i could even see him falling out of the rotation um, Melton's, you know, I like Melton. I think he was a really good ad. He was, he was a no brainer ad with the, he was a first round pick. I'm sorry. We traded a first round pick to get him. It's a no brainer move. I really like that. But like, uh, we, we can't rely on anybody except for our big three to go and get a bucket. Um, come playoff time. That'll be pretty damn interesting. Um, I think we win the first round, uh, maybe not necessarily sweat free, but I, I'm confident we could take down whoever we face in the first round. Um, but when they, competition gets stiffer um my sleep won't exist i'm gonna be i'm gonna be nervous as shit for this team um all i've seen is a like i said joel get hurt and b the sixers just not really pull anything off even that year that they had jimmy butler tobias harris ben simmons back when he was uh, i guess we'll say good i mean he was pretty damn good at the time and then and joel um love tobias harris Ooh, not anymore. I didn't even mention Tobias Harris as a guy that can go get his own bucket because he can't. He doesn't really do that anymore. He scores 12, 13 points. 
So I don't know. I, I would really like to have more help rather than just pass to Embiid at the free throw line and let him make his 16-footer over and over and over and over and over again. But it's gotten us this far. We could play good defense. We could shoot the ball from behind the arc. And, I mean, we have a guy who we can look to pretty much possession in and out for a bucket. And he'll, you know, he's come through for us pretty much every time. So um, I, I think they can make noise. I think they're going to be... Who would a- you rather go up against, Brooklyn or Miami? Good question. Uh, Brooklyn, inexperienced, um, still building chemistry. They don't really, they're, I guess they have pretty decent depth, but they don't really have anybody that like frightens me. Like Dinwiddie's good. Bright Bridges is, you know, exceed my expectations tenfold. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, Cam Johnson, every third game is, is really bad. Um, Claxton, I don't think really poses much of a threat for Embiid. Um, whereas Bam, I think, could give Embiid a lot of trouble and has for a long time. So um, Jimmy Butler in the playoffs is a, is a guy I don't really want to face off against. So honestly, that question is fairly easy to me. I, t- I would way rather face Brooklyn. Yeah, that's fair, man. I, I get that 100%. Well, you know, outside of the 76ers, though, that Milwaukee team that just got absolutely dog-walked by Boston tonight. You know, I was going to come to Dylan about this, but I'll let Dylan take the Celtics for these top three teams, and then we're going to dive into the uh, that rest of that East breakdown. The Bucks, though, is a, it's, a, it's an interesting interesting debate here of like what's going on with with Milwaukee and you know how how good actually has Giannis been this season? He's been absolutely unreal. Dolan put up a question on his Twitter this past week of who is the Bucks' second best player. I thought this was a very good question to ask. I think it's Brooke Lopez. The way Chris Middleton's been playing the past week, I don't know if you guys have seen this fucking guy, Chris Middleton, has been unreal. But Brooke Lopez, for me, I feel like is a Bucks second best player. Dylan, you think uh, you agree with me or are you going somewhere else? So, so I believe Dolan's tweet was most important player, second most important player. Second most uh, important some, player. Yeah. Um, yeah, fair. Yeah. I could see the argument that Brooke Lopez is second most important, but I think, I mean, Drew Holiday is like every bit as important as a defender as Brooke Lopez, and he's... I don't think that dude ever misses the last, like recently. Like, well, I've bet on Drew Holiday quite a bit, and he is not hit for me. <laughs> so, right. if, if I see what you're more, no, you would know, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's possibly fair. <laughs> go ahead, Dylan. Go ahead. But, um, I mean, Drew Holiday, I mean, I every time I see him, like, I mean, what did he score 53 yesterday? Like, mm-hmm. I think his offensive game has just come so far. And, of course, I think uh, he's an insanely good defender. Like, I remember. Uh, in the, uh, against the Celtics last year when he uh, ripped, I think it was Marcus Smart at the end of the game to freaking for them to lose that game. Obviously, Celtics ended up going to win the series, but it was um, I'd say Drew Holiday's our second best player, Brooke Lopez, second most important player. Okay, but Chris Middleton's offense, I mean, it looked good, it looked good tonight. Chris, I mean, for the first quarter at least, <laughs> Chris Middleton looks good. Look good. I'm not. I'm not knocking that at all. You're right. Who's the second most important player? Second best is is up for interpretation from everybody. I think uh, the way Milwaukee looks now, you've got guys like Drew Holiday. You've got Chris Middleton, who used to be uh, a number two. I'm not saying he's not now, but we haven't seen that Chris Middleton in so so because of injuries. It's not his fault at all. But you got and then you got Brooke Lopez and then you got Bobby Portis. We're out of that big three era. But you've got Giannis and then a bunch of guys who are like the third best player on a on a big team. That's not a knock at all. I think that sounds like a knock, but I don't mean that as a knock. And all of them coming together the past couple of weeks didn't happen tonight. 
past couple past couple weeks. It's been fun to watch. This Bucks team, I, I think, is just waiting to get to let that playoff start, and I think they're going to turn it up. The Bucks are going to be one to watch. But that team got absolutely dog walked tonight, Dylan. Oh, Boston wow. beat the absolute shit out of this team. How uh, how you feeling about this Celtics team, Dylan? I tell you what. Um, before the game, I was definitely planning to be pretty negative about the Celtics. Um, because they just lost to the wizard, but I mean, they just looked, um, really good. My, my question marks with them are not, um, with their players. It's, I, it's Joe Missoula. I think, I think he's a very smart coach when it comes to the offensive side, but I think he lacks, I don't think he's good at uh, ramping up the players. I don't think he's good at making in-game adjustments. So it's like, I think that's why the Celtics have blown so many leads this year. When last year, the second half of the season, when they had Ime, they were coming back from deficits because Ime could make those adjustments and he could rally the troops, I think, a lot better than Joe Mazzucchi can. I don't think it's a lack of respect or anything. I think it's just a personality difference. He's a little more mellow. And Ime was definitely more like, I'm going to yell at you a lot. <laughs> yeah, so to get his point across. You always have to look over at Missoula and see them chewing like a fucking madman too. Yeah. So, so sure, get old after recently, a while. He hasn't been chewing gum as much recently. Really? Probably exhausted from the amount of time he's chewing. <laughs> so Missoula not not don't doesn't think he's as uh not, maybe not as good as Eme. That's not a comparison here, but Missoula doesn't end game management's not very good. Um, rallying the troops is not very good and then obviously he doesn't fuck his owner's wife dylan what do you think about Jaden brown dude what do you think about where's where do you this whole Jalen brown all week long this guy has been uh uh putting out we've all seen it i i'm i'm one of those people that says if there's smoke then there's absolute fire here i believe that brown is gone this summer i think we're setting up for unless the celtics win it all uh there's no way that you can let Jalen brown walk next summer for free I think at the end of this season, whenever that comes for Boston, unless they win a title, then it's a bit different. But if they don't, I believe he walks in, tells Brad that, hey, I'm I'm out. I want to go. What do you think about that, man? Well, um, I'm really I'm going to try to play the field here on this one um, because I don't want to be made a fool like Kyrie did to me a couple years ago because uh, I would have swore Kyrie was not going to leave. He did. I could actually, uh, I could, I could verify that before Kyrie actually left. Dylan was uh, talking not a lot of shit, but saying a lot of Kyrie ain't going nowhere. He loves Boston, and now we know that's not the truth. But go ahead, Dylan. Yeah. Um. So I'm really like, I'm gonna, I'm trying to be optimistic that I think he's gonna stay. I would rather him stay, but um, after the Kyrie thing, I'm more of like my faith is in the Celtics organization and not necessarily with the players anymore. So I believe. If, if they end up, I trust Brad, trust in Brad. Brad's going to make the right move. Um, I mean, he's been, since he's been the GM, he's been really good making moves. So uh, I believe that they are going to try to work on an extension uh, and, re, and an extension this off season. And if they cannot get um, any like compromise or get down to a deal, then I believe he will be traded. But I think I'm really hoping that Jalen Brown's the type of person who just wants to avoid kind of the media like with the when they did give him the standing ovation the other day after he scored 40 and he just said, I'm just coming out here to work. I'm really hoping that he's just like trying not to play the game with the media trying to get him to say things. That's playing really being hopeful there. That's um, a very optimistic. That's a glass half uh, yeah. half full kind of look at it right there. I could definitely. I think sorry, I'm, I'm not done, Michael. Um, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I, I do think he wants to be the man, though. You could tell like he 
he doesn't like taking the second seat to Tatum. I think he's willing to do it if it means to win. That's a recipe to win. But you could tell he he definitely has the I want my team mentality. So I wouldn't be surprised if he if he they can't get a contract together and he ends up leading. I just don't know what like Michael and I we've had this kind of discussion discussion many times. I don't know what's out there. Like it's gonna take a because there's not many players that are on the table for trading that the Celtics could trade Jalen Brown for, and they don't want picks because they, they want to win now. So it's it's going to take a certain type of deal for it to make it work. Yeah, for all you Detroit fans out there, uh, two things. One, Detroit Red Wings just beat the shit out of the Carolina Hurricanes. Go Wings. And the second one dub right is there's absolutely – that is a good dub. That, that, the second one is that there is absolutely no way in hell uh, Jalen Brown is coming to the Pistons. It would take – Dylan and I talked about this offline. It would take a massive, ridiculous haul and then so many other pieces to work together. Brown is not coming to the Pistons. It would be awesome, but it's not going to happen. You're looking around the league and where can this guy really go if he's going to get traded? There's a couple options. I mean, you can pull the Kawhi year, you know what I mean? Go one place for one year, prove yourself, and then make your own decision. But – I don't know. It's going to be very interesting. Dolan, what do you think? Would you take, if I if I propose to either of you, Brown to Atlanta, Brown and Smart to Atlanta for DeJounte Murray and John Collins? That works out, by the way. Uh, I know it works out uh, because I checked it in 2K. The only place you're <laughs> supposed to go to check out these kinds of uh, deals. <laughs> that's uh, if I, if I, that's right. If I, if I offered that to you, do you, is that, I, I feel that makes both of these teams competitive we don't i don't really know about atlanta because i don't know how trey and jalen will work out but i think in boston i think that's a good enough trade dolan what do you think well i think it depends on who is proposing the trade uh if atlanta came to boston i'd have a hard time imagining them accepting that deal however if jalen brown ties their hands they might have a choice um if boston calls atlanta on that deal uh yeah fucking take that uh Jalen Brown is he he seemed I think he'd fit a lot better than uh Murray would with Trey Young. I mean, I think they'll they'll both be, you know, obviously they're both super aggressive shot makers um and things like that, but like I mean, Murray and Trey, they I mean, they play the same damn position. They both should be a lead guard somewhere, but they're trying to share the lead guard. And, um and, I mean, to a certain extent it seems like they've uh, slightly worked it out a little bit. Um they still have their problems, but um, I don't really hate the way they've looked recently, but at the same time, I just don't see this fit. Uh, I thought it was kind of odd at the time. I think it's pretty fucking odd now. So I think if they could trade Murray for uh, you know a wing guy, someone just like Jalen Brown, uh, I think they would jump at the chance to do so. Do you think it would take more? Do you think that it's like a, a fair trade? Do you think Atlanta would have to put in more or vice versa? I don't know what Atlanta's got. Like, what is else Atlanta going to send off? I know this is all hypothetical in my own imagination here, but like that was that was the best that was the best that I could come up with for a true straight up swap for Jalen Brown without having a third, you know, mythical team involved. But I don't know what else Atlanta's got. I feel like if you're Atlanta, you're giving up Murray Collins, and then if you throw Capella in there, like I feel like that's way too much for Jalen Brown, who could walk away from you in a year. Again, I I don't think the Celtics get the haul that they feel like they're going to get because Brown can go in a year's time. Like you know, you looked at what you know the San, what San Antonio got. Like they were rebuilding, so it's a bit different. They got picks, which is exactly what they wanted. Um, but there was no. I just don't feel like Boston's going to get this Kevin Durant style haul for this guy. Not saying he's not Kevin Durant, but anything like that. I, like I get that. I'm just saying it's it's going to be hard to get that when 
Boston can lose him in a year, and then that team trading for him can also lose him in a year's time. So go ahead, Dylan. I mean, sorry, I'm, I've jumped in there, but it's it's not that far off of the Kyrie trade. I mean, he's in the same kind of contractual situation, um, and I felt like that that haul was was pretty good. I mean, I think that's probably a little bit more realistic haul than um, the one that you just mentioned. I think like. Uh, they got a couple picks, of course, and then Dorian Finney-Smith, and then uh, who else did they get in that one? Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah, that's yeah, Spencer Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think you know they didn't necessarily get a star or anything in return, but they got really solid role players. Um, Dorian Finney-Smith, as far as I'm concerned, was the key to Dallas's defense, and I think losing him was a way bigger problem than people realized at the time, including myself. Um, which is a side little mini tangent, but um, yeah, I, I think that would be closer to the package that they would get rather than like a Kevin Durant, including like a, a Michael Bridges plus pieces trade. Yeah. I think that, um, I don't know. I, I really do think that it would take a star to do it, but again, like if they can't get a contract agreement, like if Jalen Brown straight up and wants to leave, then obviously they're going to take what they can get. Um, but the Celtics are in a, different situation because they already have like they're arguably the deepest team in the league already so those small little pieces they don't want that they already have three legitimate starting point guards in their team they have um the like wing depth already with obviously with Jalen would leave but they have Tatum Grant Williams is not been great but he was really good last year so you are. we'll see I but uh and then they have big man depth too with Al Horford um Robert Williams and obviously Luke Cornett and Blake Griffin. Like, who else would you really want on a team? <laughs> they have <laughs> everything. You didn't even mention Mike Muscala, dude. What are you doing? You're slipping. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot. My bad, Mike. Don't hold it out. Yeah, it's. I don't know. It's going to be interesting what happens with this Jalen Brown. That that one's going to. He's going to be one of the big ones to go in the. Uh, if not to go, he's going to be one of the big talking points in the summertime here. This this the free agency in the summer is going to be awesome. Before we get to that free agency, though. Outside of that big three, we spent enough time talking about your two favorite teams in Milwaukee. Who who are we looking at out of the East here? It's it's as it stands right now. I've got Cleveland in fourth, the Knicks in fifth, Brooklyn in sixth, Miami in seventh, and that's really the only area is that six seventh swap spot right there. Right now, Brooklyn's only a game ahead, and then in eighth is Atlanta, ninth is Toronto, and tenth is is possibly the worst team in the entire league, the team that nobody would really want to be a fan of, and that is the Chicago Bulls. It would absolutely suck to be a fan of that team right there because they are in, they're not making a run. They're in purgatory. I have no idea what the Bulls are, but I I don't think there's a single team there that can make a genuine run up against Milwaukee, Boston, or Philly. If all three of those teams are healthy and moving, I, I think Cleveland could because they have the star player on the team. I think the Knicks, Brooklyn, Miami, these are all these are all teams that are that are pieces away. Atlanta, maybe I can't Toronto and Chicago. I'm not discussing. You guys can, but I I won't be talking about those two shit teams. But I I, I can only see Cleveland truly making a run against the top three. What do you guys think? Um, I'll take it first. Uh, I was gonna say like I'm gonna consider the Bucks, Celtics, Sixers as tier A. And then if we break it down into tier B, I think the Cavs are the only team in tier B. I think it's a fall off between them and the Knicks. Um, it's just like I think there's a fall off between the Cavs and the, and the top three there. Um, we've seen Donovan Mitchell star uh, on a playoff team before. He's got this experience and he's got way bigger, I'm um, sorry, way better big men uh, to play around with, not to mention a great point guard beside him in, in uh, Darius Garland. So um, I think Ricky Rubio is a nice bench piece. Um, they kind of lack at the small forward position with the Coro and 
You got Lamar Stevens. Nobody really frightening you there. But I think their point guard, shooting guard, power forward, center is, is a really, really good group of four guys. I think that, uh, you know, that's that's a pretty elite four starters, even though they have kind of a shitty fifth. Um, I think they would be the one that kind of makes some noise. Like I said, I mean, Mitchell, we've seen him succeed in the playoffs. So, like, we've seen him carry a team. And I think uh, that those Utah teams were even more dependent on him than this one will be. Um, we'll see if that's a good thing or a bad thing. He may kind of lean on that dependency, but um, they have other guys that can help him out. I mean, Mobley, is he just continues to step up and get better and better. Um, Allen is obviously, you know, he's a really good defensive center, and he he can kind of, uh, you know, he can stick with Embiid to a certain extent. He can kind of slow him down. I think Mobley, Allen can compete with uh, Giannis and kind of help slow him down. Celtics, it'll be interesting. Uh, the Cavs are really good at defending the perimeter, which obviously the Celtics just want to launch as many threes as possible. So um, I could see them troubling these top three teams, beating them, not so sure. Uh, as far as the Knicks are concerned, I think they're pretty solid. Uh, Josh Hart was a really nice pickup. Julius Randle, actually a couple hours before the show, got announced he's out two weeks, I believe. So um, we'll see what that means. That's rough. Yeah, that's, that's a horrible timing because... Uh, I mean, we could be talking missing playoff games, which would just be pretty much immediately devastating. Um, and I think we may have even brought it up last week, but I just kind of wanted to reiterate how how funny I think it is that I know Michael, I know myself, I don't remember Dylan, uh, but when the Knicks signed Jalen Brunson, I mean, I was I was just laughing uh, hysterically at how awful that contract is. And as we sit here today, dude, Jalen Brunson's such a stud. And he's the he's fucking worth, man. He's worth every he is the, I love that deal for them so much. He's the fucking man. There was a moment uh when Jalen Brunson officially moved over to the Knicks where Dolan and I were on the phone, possibly daily, definitely hourly, talking shit about Jalen Brunson, letting <laughs> out, letting each other know that this is a fucking terrible move. Yikes. Who gives a shit that this guy's going to New York? This guy is a fucking stud. That's on us. We'll, yeah, yeah. we'll try to be better, but we'll you know, that, that is what it is. Go ahead, man. I'm sorry. No, you're good. I'll pass it over to Dylan. What do you think? So I'm more or less agree with you, Dolan. Um, I, I've got to put, I know their, um, their regular season hasn't been great and they came together, but something about the heat, something about Jimmy Butler. I just, uh, that's just someone I all want to avoid in the playoffs regardless, like, and Bam Adebayo, like his defense is like, and they've been there before. I mean, the Celtics have played them in the playoffs the last two years and every single series is just a dog fight and yep. that I could see Jimmy Butler just carrying a team and I really really hoping they get Sixers in the first round and Jimmy Butler beats the Sixers because that would just be phenomenal but um I gotta put like I said I think the Cavs are a good team um and then besides the Heat I don't see anybody else uh being able to make any noise but I do think I would say I like I think I think personally think the Heat are I would fear them more in the playoffs than the Knicks. I'd much rather play the Knicks in the playoffs than the Heat, personally. I think I agree with that. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I don't disagree with that. I'm, I'm on the same page with, with, with you guys. That it's not just the way that I think the East. We're all looking at the East is what it is. Like that is a very fair, uh, you know, outlook of what the Eastern Conference is. You got the top three teams, and then you truly do have Cleveland sitting there, who is in Tier B all by themselves. They don't have anybody else they're really competing with as that second best team in the Eastern Conference. And then you've got dangerous teams, but not complete teams yet that can really do damage. Again, I, Atlanta could do something if they put it all together immediately. Miami, Brooklyn, 
the Knicks. But I mean, the, the, we've been watching all season. These guys haven't done it, so it, it's going to be interesting, man. That, but again, the East is the East is what it is. Yeah, no doubt about it. We talk about yeah. the West. I love the yeah, West. I, lo- I love talking playing tournament of the West right now. It's so every single hour you check it and the changing the standings. Change. The exact opposite of the fucking East right now. <laughs> know, so it funny. seems like nobody in the West wants to get in uh, to the play in tournament. But I'm gonna I'm gonna take this one. I said something so hilarious last week that I felt, and I I don't know if I don't know how I don't know I don't understand how wrong I was with this. I felt that if if Dallas could get in that they could possibly do some damage. This team loses two to the fucking Hornets. The Charlotte Hornets. Those are two bad losses. Yeah, Those are mellow. bad losses. Yeah, the Dennis Smith Jr. ran Hornets with yeah. Mark Richards and P.J. Washington. All due respect to Dennis Smith Jr. Yeah. But you've got hey, top ten pick Kyrie. Yeah, man. You've got Luca and Kyrie, who, I mean, we, we, everybody knew we didn't really know if this was going to get put together in time or not. But you've got Dallas fighting for their playoff lives. They go against Charlotte and they lose two games. And then they came out and dog walked the Pacers. The, the, the West Dallas right now is an interesting team. They could be the one to fall out. But Minnesota's starting to put it together. The Lakers are. I, I just don't know what the Lakers are. OKC, they got coach of the year for me. I know everybody's talking about Mike Brown over in um, uh, Sacramento, but like you look at what OKC's done. Yeah, you look at OKC's done. Like that beam. Officially in the playoffs, at breaking a 16-year uh, curse. Good for them, I guess. Uh, I do have a ticket for the uh, Kings to win it all. Uh, probably not going to happen, but, you know. I do, too. Sometimes you like to, you know. Little, yeah, exactly. A little pizza money, as the kids say. Uh, and then the Pelicans, man. The Pelicans have the worst schedule coming up, by the way. I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys have seen this or not. Yeah, it's uh, bad. Every single one of the teams they play is in the playoffs already. Yeah, I saw yeah. that today. I missed that. That's a good stat right there. It's a really good stat. Dylan, what do you think about this West play-in, man? Who do you think is going to be coming out at the end of it? Who uh, Who's going to drop? you got five teams here. you got Minnesota in seventh, the Lakers in eighth, New Orleans in ninth. Uh, OKC in 10th, Dallas sitting right there at 11th. It seems like the way the Jazz have gone the last couple of weeks that they're going to be out. I don't think the Jazz really want to make it I, in I think anyway. they're tanking out of it. Don't even worry yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, they're done. Oh, yeah. I agree. For sure. But you've got Golden State right there. I think Golden State are going to be fine. I, I think Golden State are going to make noise in this playoffs. We'll talk about that in a second. But Dylan, this, this, this play-in tournament first, what are you thinking about this whole thing right now? So I think that, because I said I was looking at some of their schedules today, and I believe Minnesota is going to get in. The Lakers will get in. Um, I believe the Thunder will get in, and I'm torn between um, the Pelicans and the Mavericks. Looking at the schedule wise, you really think the Dallas can get in, but Dallas just like cannot get it together. And I thought they were going to beat the Sixers last night. I so did, and just couldn't do it. Um, I mean, I, it's hard to say, but I'll probably say just because strictly talent. Unless I mean Zion's not going to be back, is he? I haven't heard anything about him coming back. At this point, it's it's hard to imagine he he comes back and you know can make an impact on the playoffs, which sucks, man. Because damn, he's so he's so good, man. I I think uh, I know what is this year three for him, and we've had the same conversation over and over again. I mean, he's just so yeah. good when he's on the floor. I mean, at one point we we talked about this earlier this week briefly. I, they were the one seed in the West at one point, right? I mean, early in the season, yeah, of course. Were. But yeah. I think they, yeah. they still they flirted with the one seed for a second yeah, there. They were, yeah, they were there, yeah. Yeah, to be sitting 500 is a shame. Uh, Zion's health just continues to be a shame. Hopefully, he'll be able to figure that out. But 
Um, Pelicans are up eight right now, so hold yeah. the phone on that one. Yeah, I was just about to say they are currently playing Pe- thirteen to, to five. Wrong. Yeah, they're off to a nice start so <laughs> 13 far. Thirteen to five. Um, I but I I'd say I'd like to see the Mavericks miss because of don't really like Kyrie Irving, but um, and it'd just be hilarious to me. Why but, not? And also, Michael, like two weeks ago, you said the Mavericks were gonna <laughs> beat the Nuggets in the first round. I'm just like, not yeah, a I did. I was, that was that was my uh, that was my hot take that if uh, if the Nuggets ran into Dallas, that Dallas would whoop them in the first round. I'm not a big Nuggets fan. I don't really like this team. We'll get into that in a moment here, but yeah, go ahead, Dylan. Yeah, but I mean, like I said I, I think uh, I think the Lakers are scary. I tell you what, to jump up a little bit, I really want to see Warriors Suns first round matchup. Yeah, that would be awesome. Oh, it oh eject that to be a hundred percent. I'm right there with you, Dylan. I I, I would love to see uh, Dolan. I'll let I'll, let me get your and then I'm going to come back to that Warriors Suns matchup. Dolan, what do you think about this play in tournament? LeBron's back for the Lakers, so obviously that 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 changes things. Cat uh, is back for the T Wolves, so I th- I think seven eight's pretty much set. Um, this Thunder team is is odd. SGA just sat out back to back games, and I don't know. I I've seen weird things. I mean, the Jazz. Basically, just started resting. Uh, I can't say resting. Uh, Larry Markin might be more hurt than I realize he is, but um, you know, in, in this kind of situation, you'd think these guys would play. It, it reminds me almost of the the Pacers over in the East, where two weeks ago, I mean, they had a they had a decent shot at the ten spot, and they just kind of chilled. And you know, they started sitting Turner here and there. They started sitting Halliburton here and there. So um, I think there are certain teams that are all right, just kind of falling out of this. Um, I'm hoping that. Oh, sorry. There's my dog barking. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping that. <laughs> sorry. Uh, Dolan has the Dolan is the proud owner of ten animals and two children right now, but possibly three coming up. Go ahead, Dolan. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, my dog is barking at my front door. Uh, don't mind that. Uh, yeah, so I'm hoping that we're not seeing that out of the Thunder right now. I hope that they're really trying to gun for this spot because I think this team would be really fun to see to go get a chance. Um, I'm a big believer in getting your playoff lumps. You know, go to the playoffs, get your ass kicked once or twice. Um, you, you learn a lot from that, especially on a team that's been so bad for so long. I want this the Thunder to make this 10 spot. Uh, I do want to see Luka Magic in the playoffs really bad, but uh, I, I think I'd almost rather see the Thunder. Uh, it's it's tough. I, I kind of want the Pelicans to fall out, to be honest, and have the Thunder 9 and, and Dallas 10. I think there's a decent shot that happens. I'm I'm right there with you. Actually, it's it's that's that's really fun. I I believe that uh, Minnesota and the Lakers are going to stay in. I'm hoping that New Orleans falls out. I'm a big uh, Brandon Ingram fan. I like CJ McCollum as well. I don't hate this Pelicans team. I I just I'd rather see. I'm right there with you. I want to see that Luka Magic in the playoffs. And then on the Thunder, you just touched on it, and I could not agree more. This Thunder team is so young, and they don't have Chet. Yep. You not getting in the playoffs only gets you the 14th pick in the draft, possibly the 15th pick in the draft. Like get Shea in the playoffs, get that, get that experience now, because this is a young up and coming team in that Western conference. Even if you go out in the first round, even if you don't, even if you don't make it past that play in game, still get, get that experience under the belt. You got really enough. I don't understand the, the, the difference. If I'm in this situation, it's not like the bulls. Okay. <laughs> this is a different, this is a much different situation here. You're the thunder. You've got a young up and coming team that could use this kind of experience. I, I don't know why they, I don't know why they wouldn't want to at least attempt to get into that playoffs. Mark Denault's got the boys 
buzzing down there at OKC. That's where I'm at. I want to see. I want to see Minnesota, the Lakers, and OKC, and Dallas stay into that play-in tournament. There, uh, I like to see New Orleans drop out because I'm, I'm right there with you. There was a time they were first in the West, and now sitting right at 500 is it such a it's 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 so sad yeah back to dylan's point though i i need to see i need it i need golden state versus phoenix i need this so bad i need to see golden state sweep them that's if 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 we get golden state and phoenix in the in the playoffs i need i am pulling i promise you i'll go put a ticket down for a golden state sweep because i know the odds are gonna be ridiculous on that i just i want to see that so that's a me pick don't go do that that's probably not going to happen at all that's just that's for michael willis only but i want to see that so bad the how electric will it be if if kevin Durant comes back to golden state and these guys Beat the brakes off of it. I don't know. I, 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 I'm I going to touch on Phoenix real quick, then I'll hand it back over to the boys. I have no idea why anybody thinks that Josh Okogie is going to come into the play. He's playing playing very well. But why this guy is going to come, how this guy is going to come into the playoffs and take everybody. He's going to have to play against Steph multiple games in a row. Play against Clay multiple games in a row, pull multiple games in a row. If he's not playing against them, he's going up against the Clippers. Uh, say what you want about the Clippers. This one guy is not going to be able to do it all. I don't. I'm not hate the guy at all. I'm not. A, I'm not a. I'm not dissing him, but it's 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 different. That playoff basketball is different. We've all seen that. I don't think this Phoenix team is going to be very deep into that playoffs at all. I like the Phoenix starters. After that, though, I'm not a big fan at all. Golden State, though, give me that sweep. That would be fucking electric. Go ahead, boys. Phoenix is going to need masterclass stuff out of Booker and Durant, which they truly could get. It's not out of the realm of possibility by any means. Um, I think they're going to really need to learn how to incorporate DeAndre Aiden into that offense because when I look at the West, man, I mean, Grizzlies are going to be really tough in the paint to beat, but Kings, you can slaughter them in the paint. Nuggets, you can slaughter them in the paint. Clippers, you can slaughter them in the paint. Warriors, you can slaughter them in the paint. You get the point. T-Wolves, you might struggle a little bit. Lakers, you can get them in the paint. Pelicans, you can get them in the paint. Thunder, you can get them in the paint. Sorry to run through all of every single one of those teams, but the point remains remains the same that uh, they can have a really good advantage with DeAndre Aiden. He's such a a skilled big man. Um, and he could be a really big part of this offense. It's just a matter of whether they're going to let him. Um, Booker and, and Durant reasonably will take a ton of shots, but I think they will do themselves a disservice if they let DeAndre Ayton take, you know, he, he gets pretty heavy first quarter uh, field goal volume, and then he always seems to just drop off and become a pedestrian the rest of the game. I think they'll do themselves a disservice if they don't learn how to incorporate him into that offense. Yeah, I agree. Um, <clears throat> I was uh, right when that... Uh that trade happened and you see like he would eight and would have like six points and 16 boards on like six shots or whatever. And I think, I mean, he's a top five offensive low post scorer in the league and he can, and especially he's got the mid range too. They've definitely got to try to work him into the mix a little bit. I agree with that, but I think it's really funny how <clears throat> the top three teams in the West have been just playing so well all year, but no one seems to be talking about them. Everyone's talking about the, all the lower teams, whether that be, I mean, I think Phoenix is currently the favorite to come out of the West right now. Um, and if not them, the Warriors, and then obviously the Nuggets are in there. But um, I think it's super interesting how, like we mentioned earlier, the East and the West are so totally opposite. But um, I think seeing the, I just want to see a good series and I really don't want to see Golden State dominate again. <laughs> so I just think having, and I don't really want to see Phoenix do it either. I said I told I said it last podcast I've got definitely the Nuggets coming going to the Western Conference Finals. I think that the Nuggets are on 
they had the same mindset the Bucks did in 2021 is my thing. Um, but who knows what happens there. But I think that seeing the Warriors in the Suns would definitely be like a super, super good series. But I, the depth is not there. Terrence Ross is good, but no playoff experience at all. None. Yeah. He's been on bottom, um, bottom feeder teams pretty much his yeah. entire career. Yeah, absolutely. And um, and I don't I don't think I mean Chris Paul is obviously Michael's all time favorite player. Michael loves Chris Paul, by the way. Loves Chris Paul. <laughs> that guy fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that uh, I don't think Chris Paul is that as good as a defender as he used to be. With him being 150 or however old he is, um, so I just I the perimeter defense is just going to be so hard. Like I said, who's going to guard the Stephs, the Kawhi Leonard, the if Paul George comes back, like there's some some doozies out there they're gonna have to defend and the game slows down so it's like some doozies get out get out dylan get out (laughs) get out like doozies (laughs) jesus doozies and howdy i've never heard this guy say either one of those things and in a week he's got both of them there unbelievable spot on man i i don't disagree with anything you've said at all what you you did just bring up paul george and Kawhi leonard what the fuck are the clippers are we going to be getting everybody healthy in the playoffs like what's going on i actually don't remember paul george's injury situation off the top of my head i gotta peek into his time frame i think he's out for a while i mean it was two weeks i I think he's supposed to be reevaluated in two weeks yeah i think he's flirting with missing uh early in the playoffs but yeah he has no timetable for return uh as of two days ago that's bad news uh I mean, yeah. it obviously goes without saying, but uh, I don't think Kawhi can really do it himself. Um, Russell, Russell was Russell was really fucking good last game. I, I won't discount yeah. him. Um, he was he was terrific, but I think the way I, I I'm a I'm a pro at this sort of thing. The way that teams will play him in the playoffs will, could be really devastating in their offense, where you can just have five guys with their backs turned to your ball handler covering the other four guys. I'm a little familiar with that with the Ben Simmons era. Um, and we saw the Warriors do that to Russ, and I think it worked pretty damn well a couple weeks back. Um, and I think we'll see a lot more of that come postseason, where they just they'll let Russell take every shot he wants, and they'll just leave him wide open. Um, and that kind of that'll stymie your offense pretty pretty bad. Uh, you know that leaves it's almost like a five on four with a, a guy who can't make a shot. Uh, with the ball in his hand. So I think that spells trouble. I, I thought that was kind of an interesting move when they grabbed him. I don't think it was a bad move, but uh, I think that they they had a lot of things that they needed to figure out in the regular season before they got to the postseason. Now with this George injury, I don't think they'll really be able to figure that kind of stuff out. Um, so, I mean, the Suns would need Durant and Booker master classes. Uh, the Clippers are going to need like uh, absolute legendary Kawhi performances, which... We've seen it before. It's not like you can't do it. Um, they have decent depth, but I don't know. I, I, end of the day, end of discussion, I, I don't really see them too much of, as a contender. And then the Paul Georges is kind of uh, the cherry on top. I, I don't really see them making too much noise out, out west. We have seen we have seen Kawhi hit game winning oh, shots to you know, win a, uh, a series. Oh, yeah. It's going to be an interesting. Uh, <laughs> It's going to be interesting for the Clippers there, man. I don't, uh, I, I think they definitely need to, uh, they need Paul George. I don't, I, hilariously, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, wind this clock back a bit. The opening day for the NBA, all those months ago, I called Dylan and I said, Hey, book it. Clippers going to win the whole thing. I'm an absolute dipshit. So don't listen to anything I say. What do we think about lighting this beam, boy? Sacramento back in the playoffs. Boys are buzzing over there. Mike Brown's got everybody hype. Darren Fox looks like a, fucking stud and Sabonis 
Our guy. If you don't know, you need to know. Friend Sabonis of, is a friend of the program. Fan favorite of the post up boys. He's a friend of the That's program. Right. That's what I'm going to call him. If he fucking needs to be, I might reach out to that guy and be like, hey, you should come on and talk to us. I'm going to, I'm doing that right after we get off this show tonight. You never know. (laughs) Yeah. uh, I I don't know. I, 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 we might've been drunk, Michael. I don't remember. Uh, We both put $10. Yeah. We both put $10 on the Kings to win the championship. I think we both know, Uh, you know, that might've been some form of a donation at the end of the day, but we're going to go and have our fun. Um, Yeah. I I think I mean you can't win if you don't play like a lick of defense and they don't play a single bit. Like they're so <laughs> fine winning 133 to 130 and that just it just doesn't work, man. Uh yeah. 46 and 30s, you know, that's no joke. That's that's a good good team, especially for a team that we haven't had or uh, seen have success like this in a long time, but I I, I don't I don't truly truly buy into it i think they're gonna have a hard time winning maybe even the first series just with with their lack of defense uh you know with their when there's five minutes left and you need to tighten up and get a stop uh i i look at this in pretty much entire list even down to like eight nine ten and i think they're one of the worst teams in that aspect of can they get that stop i don't really think they can i think a minnesota sacramento matchup would be really good in the first round, personally, that would be a blast. And from a better's perspective, I think that would be an absolute blast. Yeah, I think I think it would be fun. Um, I thought I heard on the, I was uh, listening to a podcast. They were talking about it. So sixteen years ago, like sixteen was a, sixteen years ago was the last time they made the playoffs, and it was like that was the year LeBron made his first playoff appearance, and Mike Brown was the coach. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty interesting. Nice. Um, did did you see them? Uh, I'll ask you to back to it, Dylan. But did you see the other night when they could have um, uh, clinched at home, and they brought this woman out who was a seventeen year season ticket holder, and they still couldn't fucking win for that woman, and she was over there lighting the be- lighting the beam and ringing that bell. That was the fuck. That was the most miserable thing. They panned to her at the end of the fucking game when they didn't the fucking clinch. You know, she was sitting there pouting. I was like, why would they do this poor woman like that? Man, go ahead. They did Judy wrong. Judy is also a friend of the program. She's welcome on the show anytime she wants, especially if she's rich and could sponsor us. We're big Judy yeah, fans yeah. over here. That's right. Like the mean baby. <laughs> oh, you ain't kidding. No, but I mean, I, I agree. Like, it seems like the Kings play such fast pace in their offense. Is obviously, when you score 133 points a game, it's got to be a fast-paced offense, and everyone knows the game slows down in the playoffs, so it's going to be definitely hard for them to make any noise. I mean, I'd like we. I mean, I think we all agree. We all would love to see them go far, but um, I can't imagine. I mean, they hopefully will make it to the second round, but I don't think they get past second round, especially with it being so many potential quote-unquote contenders in the lower half. I think that's why everybody's talking about that lower half, though, Dylan, is because. You're looking at the. I know you're big on the Nuggets, but you're looking at the East, and you have definite favorites in the East mm-hmm. of who's going to win this. But you look at the West, and it, there's so many teams where if this happens, they could be dangerous. Do you yeah, know what absolutely. I mean? Like everybody yeah. has that X factor for those teams. The Lakers, I'm gonna say Minnesota. The Lakers, Minnesota, Golden State, the Clippers before Paul George's injury, Phoenix. If if they're if their starters like like Dolan said, if if Booker and um, KD play out of the fucking minds you know sacramento could really do something if defense truly doesn't matter and then you're looking at what the hell is memphis going to be walking into there's so many teams in the west that are just they, they have that one thing if this happens for this team they'll be dangerous and i think that's why everybody's talking about those bottom half teams there yeah for sure 
Um, I want to go ahead and let's just be upfront about this. Everybody gets one word. Who makes it out of the West? Like to the to the finals. Nuggets. That's fucking not happening. I'll tell you. <laughs> I'll bet you dinner. I'll take you out to dinner. Done. All right, done. Nuggets. There's no chance. I don't. I have no faith in this this Nuggets team uh, at all. Um, I just. I don't know. I, I'm not a big Jamal Murray guy. Uh, partly, I, I'll hold my hands up. I'm I'm a grown ass man. Partly because Jamal Murray has fucked all of my bets I've ever placed on him. So that's probably that's probably on me, Jamal. That's that's you know we, Jamal could also be a friend of the show. That's, but that's probably on me. So I'm not a big Denver uh, fan at all. You try to you try to split the the betting portion and real life, but unfortunately on this one, this guy is fucking this guy's banned. So I th- I've got Golden State. I've got Golden State coming out of the. Uh, the the west for me okay uh i i hate to say this i'm gonna go grizzlies i think they have most of the box boxes checked as long as there's no <laughs> i shouldn't even go as, as long as Dominic is on the floor <laughs> uh i i think you see that stop it did you see that picture with all that money on the fucking floor and this guy in the corner with this that hey, is man, an all-time pa- i've seen all john i'm not mad at you dude. party i'm not mad at him <laughs> I'm, we, we are not mad at you at all, John. Like, do your thing, bro. I'm not coming after him. This is one of the funniest fucking pictures in the entire world. It is. Funny. All right, so I've got it is. I've got Golden State. Dolan has Memphis. Dylan has Denver. Let's cur- let's turn it back to the East. What do we think about the East, boys? I mean, you saw the game tonight. I think it speaks for itself. Let's go. Uh, shut up. Shut this up. is all subject to change. Of course, we've got a, we've got a week and a half left in the season right now. What we're feeling, we'll give our full final predictions once we have a full playoff set. But for right now, this is what we're thinking. Dylan is banned. Dolan, who do you think is going to be getting box? <laughs> Dylan, who do you think is, you think it's going to be Celtics for real? I mean, I, yes, I think it's going to be Celtics. I mean, I can't, it's to me it's too close i wouldn't be surprised if the bucks went but to me it's just too close for me being a homer not to pick them um it won't be the sixers but shut up yeah they don't get out of the they don't get out of the second yeah. round so we already know that yeah, I, just, i've got either golden state and uh and milwaukee i don't want to see that to be honest with you uh so give me Cleveland. Give me Golden State, Cleveland in the final. Dang. All right. You I said got... Celtics. You said Celtics, Michael. I couldn't hear you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I said. That's exactly what I said. But whoever comes out of the East is holding that spot uh, warm for uh, the Pistons next year. Let's move <laughs> on, fellas. Let's move on. Final topic of the night before we wrap up here. Uh, again, I, I've, I've only said at the beginning of the show, if you listened to last week's show, big ups to you. We appreciate it big time. Come follow us all on Twitter. We'll plug our own Twitters at the end, but follow the show's Twitter at the post up boys. Come hang out with us. Chat away. Uh, follow Dolan on Twitter at Ryan props. Follow Dylan on Twitter at Dillbond O and follow me at carefree Willis. Dylan needs more Celtics friends. So if you're a Celtics fan, go follow him before we wrap up though. I, I have a uh, period. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I say things like howdy and doozy. Hold on, doozy. doozy. There yeah. you go. Doozy. Yeah, absolute doozy fool. Let's let's talk about let's 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 have a, a a bit of fun at the end of this show here. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up a couple scenarios. You guys tell me which one you'd rather have. Before we get into that, though, I have one question we didn't touch on about Dallas. Can Kyrie and Luca figure this thing out long term? And if not. Where is it? Where is the best spot right now for Kyrie Irving to go? Don't let me come to you first. Oof, man, that there there's pressure on that one as far as where 
where he can fit. As far as figuring this out, man, we are running out of time. And I'm not a, I've never seen too many teams that haven't figured it out in the regular season end up figuring it out in the postseason. So, um, you know, naturally, my body kind of goes to the no. Um, it, it feels like they won't be able to pull this off in time. And let's think even, let's say, even if they quote unquote do figure it out, how far does that get in the second round? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I've mentioned it a little earlier in the show. I think Dorian Finney-Smith was so key to this team. And I don't think that a lot of people realized it at the time how big of a loss he'd be because their defense is just a mess, dude. And um, obviously their offense is, is pretty damn good. You know, Kyrie and Luka doesn't get much better than that. But like, it's it's not the prettiest offense. They kick out to okay shooters. They have a lot of okay shooters. Reggie Bullock's an okay, you know, he's, he's a very capable but he's not great um you know josh green's kind of the same way hardy i'm really impressed with hardy he's he's really young we'll see what he can do in the postseason uh i think he's a he could be a really good piece we'll see um kleber uh man they were they were feeding maxi kleber wide fucking open shots the other night and he just would not pull the trigger so um i don't know man i i don't think they have the best pieces around them especially defensively i think they're really going to struggle to stop teams from scoring and I mean, how how far can ISO ball get you? Uh, we will see. Yeah. Luca's pretty fucking good. He's been doing it for you know a good couple of years now. And uh, if there's anybody that could do it by himself, in a sense, it, you know, I would vote him. But uh, I, it feels like we're running out of time as far as where Kyrie fits. That's a really really good question. I I would need a little. Uh, I'd need a minute on that one. That's. I've Tough I've one. got two teams that I feel like he could fit in at before I before I give my two teams up. Dylan, you're the expert Kyrie fan here. Why do you think Kyrie is uh, the best team player out there, and why do you want him back on the Celtics? <laughs> Four you know, you bring up some uh, interesting points here, Michael. Um, actually, they're going to trade sign and trade Kyrie for Jalen Brown. Book it. <laughs> there you go. Lucky now, you. No, uh, I don't think there's a chance that they can get it together, and I honestly don't think it's on Kyrie. I mean, I think, I think, I mean, Kyrie has played off ball many times and been very good at it. Um, I mean, pretty much almost his whole career. Um, he's been very good off ball, um, except for the two seasons with the Celtics. He sucked. But, um, <laughs> I think, I think Luca is the one having issues with the adjusting. Um, I mean, Luca's great. So it's like, why should he have to adjust because he's so good but it's just like he he's not like you could even see him like he's not a spot-up shooter he likes to like if he catches it he's going to take a dribble first and then shoot it um but i think there's only i only see like you said michael i only see two teams i don't know if they're going to be the same teams but i think it's going to be if Kyrie's leaving i think it's either the lakers or the heat those are my exact two teams yeah. i think i think i think him and jimmy butler would be a very good pair and i think even though Kyrie is very interesting i think he respects someone like jimmy butler and Kyrie is a competitor you could say at anything so i think that would um i think that that would be a good fit i don't want it to happen but i i'm, I'm right there with you i i felt it I, for some reason i feel that it is written in the stars uh for Kyrie and lebron to team back up i believe that's with the lakers i i, I don't i don't you'll, you'll learn this about me i don't enjoy going into deep fantasy of where guys could start going and making my own super teams in my head where they're at now is what i'm kind of basing this off of but Kyrie leaving joining the lakers with lebron i feel like that's something that they want to do 
I could absolutely see Kyrie. I'm not saying these two would probably hang out. I don't know Kyrie at all, but I, Kyrie and Jimmy Butler's intensity on winning, I feel, is something that them two would mesh over. Uh, Dolan, do you remember when you guys decided to not pay Jimmy Butler and pick Tobias Harris? Good call. Probably not the best move, but I mean, it, you know, it, trust the process, dude. You got I, I think really I've, good Al Horford out of the deal, so. Oh my gosh, that was <laughs> that, really that's probably my least favorite signing of all time. I, I, I'm convinced to this day that he was sent in as a Celtic spy to implode the Sixers from within and did exactly that. Um, I think Jimmy had his mind made up because we had uh, basically a guy that couldn't rally preschool basketball players to any success, Brett Brown. Uh, say what you want about Brett Brown. I think he's a terrific assistant. I think he's a nice guy. He's got a fun accent to listen to. That's about where my my uh, compliments end. Um, I thought that guy was a trash coach. I think Doc Rivers is a trash coach. I'll, not that that's any part of this topic, but I think I will always take the opportunity to squeeze in the fact that I think Doc Rivers sucks fucking bad. Um, but I think Jimmy kind of already had his mind made up as far as leaving Philly rather than uh, us choosing to not keep him. Because if if that's if that's true, what am I what am I doing here? There's there's no way we chose Tobias Harris. If if that's part of the if we did part of the process, you just got to trust if it. We, I hate you so bad. <laughs> trust so, it, don't. so bad, so trust bad. Trust the process. Bro. Oh my gosh, that phrase has come back to haunt me. But it, it, I don't even it know is going to be like I said though. I think I'm so I'm so I'm rattled. Jimmy over Butler here, being down in Miami. Jimmy Butler being down in Miami. He's definitely one of those guys that is. Uh, uh, demands we've seen it everywhere he's been he demands he wants to win the guy wants to be a part of of greatness i feel like Kyrie also just wants to win right now i think that could be an interesting fit and again i i think there's something there between Kyrie and lebron i think they want to team back up well we're going to dive deep into that over the 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 postseason well before we get there we got a long way to go until we get there though but i do have four i feel like they're interesting if they're not if they're shit tell me they're shit four interesting uh Kind of like, would you rather or or where are these guys probably going to go? The first one, this one's a would you rather, right? Which one of these two would you rather have? Zach Levine or DeMar DeRozan? These two are not going to be with Chicago. At least one of these guys, I feel like it's not going to be with Chicago come the end of the year. They're not going to figure it out in Chicago with these two guys. I, I just feel like this team is destined to to end. Vucevic is going to leave at the end of the season. But Levine and DeRozan, which one of these two would you guys rather have? Um, I'm going to go Zach Levine. I think it's a tough decision, but DeMar DeRozan's game is, is kind of, you know, it's dinosaur-esque, man. There's just not too much of a spot for it anymore. Not to say he can't have some success, um, but, you know, just that fadeaway mid-range game is... It's just not the way of the league anymore, whereas Levine, um, my goodness, he's really stepped up this year. If we had this conversation in the offseason, I might not be going this direction, but I, I've been super impressed uh, with Levine. Um, I think he's. I think last year, tomorrow was pretty clearly the number one option. I think Levine's stolen that, and I think rightfully so. He's been terrific, and um, I think my main deciding factor is I think Levine's improved. I, he, he's touted himself a little bit as, as a really good defender, um, man, I, I never, I can't say I honestly paid that much attention to it until he said it. And then when I watched him, I was like, you know, I, I, I see what he's getting at. Like he, he does a decent job. He picks up some tough assignments and he does a, he does a pretty good job at it, which I've always kind of, uh, in the back of my head considered him to be a pretty poor defender. So, 
give me Zach Levine. I think he's uh, more modern NBA kind of guy. He can shoot the three. Uh, my goodness, the athleticism's damn near unmatched in the entire league. And he's he's just he's not a turnstile on defense like he once was. And he's younger. You're an absolute. You're an absolute idiot, Dolan. I love it. It's clearly Zach Levine. You got to pick Zach Levine. What? That's what he did. <laughs> I know. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a. I mean, I, my. It comes down to one thing for me is just age. That's why I pick Zach Levine. Um, personally, fair enough. And I think like you said. I think like you say his game is more modern. I think he could fit into a system a little bit easier. I think Demar Derozan. I mean, I think he's he's good off ball, but with him not being able to spread the floor as much, um, I definitely say uh, Zach Levine. It's yeah. almost a no-brainer to me because of I think so too. mainly age. I think the, the reason I brought it up, right, is because you're looking at this Bulls team. And last year, Dolan said it it, it felt like a DeMar. I don't want to say a coming out year because we've all known DeMar like this. But you, you looked at DeMar last year and he, my opinion, he looked like one of the greatest mid-range shooters of all time. Like every time this guy would pull up mid-range, it was going in. I, I, Dylan, One of Dylan's favorites, Chris Boss-esque. Uh, is what it looked like from DeMar DeRozan. I mean, it, it was, and now all of a sudden this year, it's like he's taking a step back and Levine is taking a step forward. So I asked that question to kind of go into this question here. You guys have both picked Zach Levine on this. If I gave you this option between Zach Levine and his current contract and Jalen Brown and his current situation, which one are you picking? For me, I think I'm taking Levine because you have to pay Jalen Brown and he's going to want more money than Levine has right now. I don't know what the age is. I should have looked that up before I asked this question. But Levine, I believe Levine is there to be got in Chicago. I think if you pay up to the Bulls, I think they'll trade him on. If I'm the Hawks or if I'm the Heat, I'm looking at that for possibly sending picks to the Bulls way and taking Zach Levine. But Zach Levine or Jalen Brown, I think is going to be an interesting. I think those two are going to be in heavy, heavy talks uh, this offseason, man. But that's why I brought that up. Zach Levine or Jalen Brown, Dylan, what do you think? Um, I'd say Jalen Brown because I am not sold that he's out. So um, I think that that Jalen Brown has gotten noticeably better every single year since he's been in the league, and it's only up from there, I think. So I think that – he he's worth the money more so than Levine is in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, and I think Zach Levine is 28. Yeah. He's 28. I looked it up. Um, and then Jalen Brown's 26. Yeah. If, if I was a team and I had a shot to like give Jalen Brown an opportunity to be in my number one, I'd be intrigued to see what that looks like. Um, I don't know if he can make it work. I think he's, he, he would have to grow a bit like, kind of like Tatum did where Tatum's like he's he's evolved his game quite a bit like obviously he can still go and drop 35 40 but like he's also the best passer on the floor he can go get double doubles and rebounds pretty much anytime he wants it whereas Brown he, you know he get he really gets MVP. tunnel vision um shut up uh Brown really gets tunnel vision I'm not sure how he would flow uh with other guys I don't think he's a bad passer by any means you know he can go get you three four assists um, but I think his game would need to evolve quite a bit to be a, a, at least a successful number one option. I don't, I don't think he'd have any trouble going out and averaging 28 points, but can he do it on a good team and make the guys around him better? 
I don't know, but I guess the, the main thing I'm getting at is Levine's 28 um, athleticism. We'll see. I think he's held on to it pretty strongly so far, but I think his days are kind of numbered. If, if my team had a shot to go out and get one of these two guys, money and, and all, um, I would take my chances on Jalen Brown. I, I still don't think we've seen um, the top of the top. I mean, he shares the floor with the top. Uh, I don't know off the top. Uh, you know, definitely 10, probably top seven 10. players. Shut up, Dylan, shut up, Dylan, shut up, Dylan. Uh, yeah, how do I mute his mic? Yeah, yeah, go ahead and mute him. Uh, he, you know, he shares yeah. the floor with like a, a top seven-ish player, I'll say, in the NBA. Um, it would be super interesting to, to go and give him his own opportunity to, to kind of run his own show. But I think, you know, he, he, he has a lot of things he would need to work on to make that happen, but I'd be willing to take that chance on him. Chicago could absolutely keep this guy in the offseason. I, I think it, I just think it's going to be interesting of what's going to happen with the Chicago Bulls team because uh, they're they're in the absolute worst situation. Two more for you. Which one would you rather be, Damian Lillard or the Portland Trailblazers? Which situation? If you trade Dame, you're getting a haul in return, or would you rather be Dame going out and going to this next team, regardless of who that next team is? Who do you think is in a better spot right now to succeed in the future? Interesting one. Uh, that's a really good one. I'm going to go with Dame because I think the Trailblazers will respect him. And I think they'll do well by Dame. And I think they'll send him to a nice situation. So I, I would go Dame. Uh, I really like Simons as as a piece for the future. Uh, I've watched a lot of them recently. And Shaden Sharp, I'm super, super, super impressed with Shaden Sharp. Um Outside of that, there's not too much. Jeremy Grant's there. He's 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 pretty good. I don't know how much longer he's gonna he walk has this off season. What's that? He's going to walk this off okay. season. He's a free agent. This is unrestricted free yeah. agent. This okay, so I like Simons as a piece. I like Sharp as a piece, but um, those two guys plus a bunch of picks doesn't make up the ground on the situation. I think they'd send Dame into. That's pretty interesting, me, Dylan, because you're a guy who swears by picks. So <laughs> I definitely true. thought you were going to go on the pick side. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I agree. Like uh, Damian Lillard, you put him, you pair him with another star, they automatically come in the mix at winning that conference for sure. Um, so, and then, like I said, I love the idea of getting picks, but you never know. You could have a Anthony Bennett situation for all we know. So, good lord, um, good shout out, Anthony like, Bennett, friend of the yeah, show. Yeah, that's right, a friend of this show. Got a lot of friends of this yeah, show. Got a lot of Give friends. us a follow, Anthony Bennett. We love you. You're Canadian. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 definitely. I feel like it's. I feel like that's definitely an interesting one of, of who's got the better better future there. Dame could absolutely stay, but if he doesn't, and and Portland come to him and say, hey, we we need to move you on because we need to move forward. I think both of these players. I think both of these situations are set up for success in the future. Uh, I I think Portland will be set up with picks galore in return. And I think Portland will, like Dolan said, I think they'll. I think they will send him off to a uh, a win now team, which is going to be which team that is is going to be interesting. Yeah, not, not Final really one sure. was that. Not really sure where he would go. We can hypothesize yeah, that yeah. on another day. Yeah, exactly. I, it, it's going to be. It, it will definitely be interesting. There's a couple teams there, but we'll definitely go over that uh, more this summer. Last one, and then we'll close up here. Brad Beal or the Washington Wizards? I'd rather be Brad Beal because he's got the money, but this fucking team stinks. I like I, the Brad Beal point guard uh, experiment failed beginning of this year. I, Dolan might think differently than me. Dylan might think differently than me, but that 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 experiment died about fifteen games in. I don't know what this 
this this Wizards team is going to be. I don't know what they can truly get for Brad Beal on that contract. Brad Beal is going to get paid, but where is he going to go? And if he doesn't go, he's stuck in purgatory because he signed that contract. And again, I'm talking about talking about two guys, Dame and Brad, who have been very loyal. Like I'm not coming after him for being loyal, but they they've got both of their. T- Dame's had a possible MVP like season. He's had his best ever season, and Portland's going to miss out on the playoffs. And then we've got you know Washington who signed up Brad Beal, who's had a is it a, a he's had a good season, but he's had an iffy season again. He's that 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 point guard experiment's failed. And now what the hell? Washington talking about re-signing Porzingis for what? <laughs> I, I don't, I'm not knocking Porzingis, but what you didn't, you didn't even get into the playoffs? Yeah, like I, I just this this weird. One. Yeah, they're they're Bulls esque. It kind of feels directionless at this point. It's just like let's just put together as many decent players as we can, throw them out there, try to get a couple fans in the stands, and make some money. It just they are they're nowhere near. They're uh a full sell and a rebuild away from even being anything as far as I'm concerned. So um, as far as your initial question, uh, line my pockets, baby. I'm Brad Beal, dude. Give me Brad Beal. I want that money. Yeah, I, I got to go Brad Beal too. Like I said, the Wizards are in such a – I mean, I give them some credit. Like they're not out there tanking like some other teams that I know. Cough, cough. Oh, uh, shut the fuck <laughs> Shameless up. tanking. <laughs> Can't oh you. my fucking Sam Hinkie level tank Pistons fan. Oh my word. Um, I mean, I give them some credit. They're out there competing. Uh, I mean, they beat the Celtics, which was really fun to watch for me. But uh, definitely got to go, Brad Beal. I don't know if he's going to leave. I don't think that. I don't want to say his career is done, obviously, but I just like I didn't see much from him this year that really impressed me. But definitely would rather be him because money, money's cool. Money is cool. On that note, we'll take sponsors. Yeah, exactly. You ain't kidding. You you ain't kidding. A lot of friends of this show, all of our friends of the show that we've mentioned today, reach out to us, sponsor the show. That'd be a fucking lot of awesome. Uh, that's it for the day. Hold on, we hold on, we hold will on. be back no. next week, same around same time, to talk about the final week and a half of of the NBA season. We'll be looking at a almost almost final playoff picture uh, come. I think it's April 9th is when the playoffs officially start. Maybe it's the last day of the season, one of those. But soon, uh, you know, that Tuesday, uh, right after uh, next week's episode drop, we'll have a final playoff prediction. Boys, the first actual episode in the books. How are we feeling? Post that parlay. I'm feeling like we're missing something. Oh, that's on. Oh, again, hey, I got to pause for a minute. That's on me. Mike (laughs) Willis fucked up the audio last week and i also fucked up the post up parlay <laughs> dolan who who sent that to us i will shout him out right yeah, now there, because that guy i couldn't i can't remember i there was a few people over the course of the week where we mentioned early in the show of episode one that we were going to have a post-up parlay and we didn't necessarily specify that we'd have one that day but i think in all of three of our heads that we were planning on doing it and then i guess rookies made rookie mistakes and we walked off this set and just uh, didn't work out. Michael's got his finger up. I'm curious. What's going on over there, Mike? Mazurda, M-A-Z-U-R-D-A-E. is. I don't know how to pronounce that, my friend. Right. I probably butchered yeah, that, but that is his uh, handle. He sent uh, Dolly some fake news on your podcast, Never Gate Out Parlay. That's on me. Uh, for uh, Just for all of you guys to know, it absolutely hit last week. We all won millions of dollars, so tune in <laughs> this week. What do we got, boys? <laughs> Uh, Dylan, did I, I remember we talked about it a little bit earlier today. Did you narrow it down and come up with anything? 
Yeah, so I looked at the odds a little bit during this podcast, so they dropped. Um, I'm narrowed it down to two. Um, I'm just literally just going to roll the dice on this one. I'm going to go Giddy over eight and a half assists or seven and a half. Seven and a half. Uh-oh, no. Uh-oh. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> we have not talked about this beforehand at all. Uh, this was, uh, I do want to say this before we get into it. Uh, Dylan is not a gambler. I am a very average gambler. A lot of my winnings have been spent on fishing equipment. So that is the part of my winnings and a lot of house stuff. Dolan is the, uh, Dolan is the professional of the room here. Ryan props. That's who it is. Dolan is the professional of the room. So you've got a, a, I I say professional and there's a lot of people out there. that are going to be like, Oh, so it's going to be a lock. No dipshit. It's not. I got a guy who does this for an absolute living. Uh, and a guy who does this as an, as an average thing. And then Dylan, who doesn't do this at all. We have not talked about this beforehand. My pick is giddy double, double. Okay. Not mad at that. So it's funny. Uh, that, that kind of brings us into an interesting scenario where we would almost have to make a same game parlay because my play is in that game as well. Uh, and it's uh, Andrew Nemhard uh, points plus assist over 20 and a half. Uh, That's fucking Tyrese Halliburton is out and uh, Nemhard's really been stepping up his game. I, I really love this spot against OKC. Um, I even think his double doubles kind of worth sprinkling at plus 500, at least on DraftKings, but I'm going to wait and shop around on that bad boy. But, uh, his usage has been high. Potential assists has been high. Uh, field goal, pers- uh, I'm sorry, field goal volume's been really solid. So 20 and a half points plus assists is a no-brainer in this matchup for me. So um, I don't really think you can parlay those options. So that kind of puts us in a bind. Um, I had another one. I'll use my other one. That's fine. So okay. I'll do, I, I just just because you guys are such a big fan of this guy, go bear over a rebound. Oh, uh, dipshit. <laughs> For uh, for the background there, for a lot of you people, Dolan and I um, uh, had one of our worst, uh, not maybe not his, together, Dolan and I will will play random shit just for fun. Uh, And um, that is one of our worst beats is Rudy Gobert boards. And it was a, it was a, it was a sad, it is a absolute, it's one of those. I mean, if you, if you know, you know, it was one of those nights where it could have been absolutely legendary and Gobert missed one fucking board. And since then he has been a despised figure between Dolan and myself. So what do you, what do you got? You've got what Dylan? I think it's 11 and a half. Yeah, it it sure is. And then Dolan, what was yours? Andrew Nemhard over 20 and a half points plus assists. I'm going to take Trey Young over 25 and a half points. That would bring the entire parlay. Dolan, have you been uh, logging this? Uh, I'm working on it right now. Give me one second. Uh, we got Trey Young so far. We're at plus 242. I need to add Rudy Gobert to this. Uh, Rudy Gobert over 11 and a half rebounds. So to finalize the first edition of the post-up parlay, we have Andrew Nemhard over 20 and a half points plus assist. We have Trey Young over 25.5 points. We have Rudy Gobert over 11 and a half rebounds. That is plus 540 on DraftKings. Um, from where I sit now, I would advise you shop around a little bit. FanDuel may have better odds on that. But um, yeah, Andrew Nemhard points plus assist. Trey Young points. Rudy Gobert rebounds. Post-up parlay. 
FanDuel will run you at plus 608. That is the first ever post-up parlay. That's something we're going to do at the end of every single show. Uh, We will get better at that. Uh, We will discuss before we jump on the show about what we are going to be taking here. Um, Yeah, that's the first ever one. We'll see if that hits. Uh, Come follow us on Twitter at the post-up boys. Let us know if you win any cash. We accept it. Good show, fellas. Good show. Second of Good many, show. many, many, many shows that I hope we end up doing. I really miss many, the I white s- noise in this one. But <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I think the viewers. I said this too. last week. Probably didn't hear it because of that white noise. But Dolan, Dylan, and I will do this regardless if anybody listens. However, this is going to be fun. Come hang out with us every single week. Might turn this into multiple multiple days a week. I don't know. We'll see. That uh, that is up to you guys. If you guys tune in, or oh, I take that back. Like 100% up to us. We're going to have these conversations regardless. We don't give a shit. Okay. Come hang out with us. Good fun. Dolan, close us out here. Where can the people find you at? Uh, that would be at Ryan Props on Twitter. With a Z. With a Z, actually. Yeah. If if I knew that I would blow up like I ended up doing, I would have come up with a way better name. But yes, Ryan Props with a Z is where you can find me on Twitter. I do want to say this before I move over to Dylan to let Dylan plug where he is at. Uh, one of the most impressive things that all of you guys do not, uh, nobody really appreciates because you probably don't know. I have known uh, Dolan since we were in high school. I was a junior. He was a senior. I've grown up with this man. I now see the way that he gambles and how he, do you call it gambling or betting? Or do you, are you one of those people that cares? I don't give a shit. Yeah, some people care. give a fuck about the the wording there. Uh, Dolan is in his uh, in his ex, uh, I guess climbing of the uh, gambling tree here. Uh, he does all of his research on his fucking cell phone. <laughs> I I challenge every single one of you out there to drop your computer, which I have to use, and use your cell phone with all these fucking tabs open. It's so hard. My ADHD kicks in and I can't, I literally cannot handle it. So big ups to you, dude. That's a super impressive. I don't think many people are doing that. And if they are good on them, whatever. Dylan, where can the people find you at? You could find me on Twitter at Dilbon zero zero. And you can find me at carefree Willis on Twitter. Appreciate uh, all you guys listening. Uh, Appreciate the support. Come follow the show's Twitter at the post up boys. We'll see you everybody next yes, week. Yes, sir. Toodles. See you all later.